everyone, welcome to episode 30 of A Beer with Sam and Peter. It's the big 3-0. We're about to have a midlife crisis at any moment. Are you planning to live to 60 podcast episodes, Sam? And that's all we do. It's all we ever do. That's a pretty pessimistic outlook on was, the was, trajectory of this project. This is, I wanted to start it off a little bit weaker than this, but we're just going to get right back into the No, early. we're getting straight into it. We're going to be high energy and, and just angry and... <laughs> And just dismayed and I don't yeah. know. So this is, I don't know. This podcast is going to be a little bit more conversational. <laughs> probably. Oh, because yeah. No, because we're both like pretty wrecked from like a crazy week at work. It's yeah. been a million degrees in Brisbane. You've been outside all day, all week. I've been outside all day, all week, some of the time. <laughs> um, I've had a week, Sam. Before we, before we get into it, before we even tell people what... Beer we're drinking, which okay, which wow, they can is... discover from from looking on Instagram. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, before we even get into that and properly properly like kick off and start the show, breaking. Protocol. I would like to tell you about the shit house week that I have had, and okay. it's not so much a shit house week; it's just more a shit house afternoon that kind of turned into the whole week. So on Wednesday afternoon, I was in my car. It was about two fifteen. I was driving to a work meeting. Yeah. We were having a meeting with the client to determine some stuff. Yeah. So it was a business meeting. I'm an important businessman. <laughs> I am an international businessman. International businessman. International businessman. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was putting on my, my big boy international business boots and driving to a client meeting, which was like the other side of town. So my work is, is out sort of near Ipswich, like, that side of town, and I was driving to the other side of town, which is like up north side. Mm. Um, and I um, was sort of driving along happily, just tottering along. I noticed my um, my sort of fuel gauge was getting relatively low. I was thinking, oh yeah, I gotta um, I, I gotta fill up my car relatively soon. Yeah. Um, and I got to just across. I was like just on the Story Bridge. And it was chock-a-block traffic already, even at three o'clock in the afternoon, because Brisbane traffic, although it's not as shitty as like Sydney and Melbourne traffic, and I'm sure it's like, still Sydney traffic. It's on still an shitty afternoon. traffic yeah. in in the afternoon at peak hour. Man, I hate I, people. Oh, people are the worst. Yeah. Anyway, I get about halfway across the bridge, and I go to accelerate, and my car doesn't accelerate. It's not good. And I'm, I'm like, supposed and, to be sorry. I'm meant to be the audience. <laughs> and I like. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I need to, I need to, like... Oh, I'll do it. I'm sorry. You, you continue. I'll just, slip, I'll just slide right into it. <laughs> what, were you just going to sit there and be completely silent the whole time? That was my original plan. Now I don't think it's that's a good the, idea. That's not like Just you, go Sam. on with your story. That's not your, like, they natural state of being. They won't notice. Just keep going with the story and I'll, I'll just I'll just weasel in there. You don't even see it coming. Weasel in there, will yeah, you? Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Go. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I, I go to Accelerate. And, um, and it doesn't accelerate, so oh, fuck off. Yep. So I like shift down a gear mm-hmm. and, um, go to accelerate again. And guess what happens, Sam? I mean, I'm waiting. It doesn't accelerate. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so my car wasn't accelerating. Yeah. Uh, and then I go to brake and my brakes are really hard and not working properly. <laughs> so I kind of. Slip it in a neutral, chuck my hazard lights on, and yep. put in the clutch, and clutch coast all the way off the end of the 
of the story bridge Action while man. people are like beeping at me and, <laughs> and yelling general abuse. And you're pretty and much just trying like, to help them, make sure you don't break down in front of them. Yep, yep. I was doing the right thing and did like a ninja thing in sort of... A ninja? I, I, ninja thing. Yeah, it was a ninja thing. Fuck <laughs> off. Um, and kept my, kept myself going and sort of and just sort of kept the clutch in and clutch coasted what? about about maybe like 100 metres, 100, 100, 200 metres. Mm-hmm. Um, classic ninja move. Classic ninja move. I mean, shuriken. <laughs> shuriken. And being the, stealthy and, and the clutch, clutch coast. coast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I like clutch coasted off the end of the bridge and mm-hmm. sort of like down a hill a bit and, and into a side street and, and like mounted the curb to, to yep. sort of just pull off to the side of the road so I wasn't in everybody's way. And I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. My yep. car doesn't fucking work. I got it serviced two fucking months ago and it's, <laughs> and I told them about this. I, I was having this other problem where it wasn't starting sometimes and I was sure it was a similar sort of thing because I like, Turned it off and tried to turn it. It would just would not start. Would yeah. not do anything. All the electricals were working fine. The aircon was working, but wouldn't fucking start. So I knew it wasn't something wrong with the battery, and it wasn't the the fuel gauge was showing it. The light hadn't yeah. come on well, or anything. Actually, so it wasn't I suppose, like I had run out of fuel or something like that. I suppose with the brake not working and the accelerator not working, so it just always already points to some sort of like weird problem or yeah. like to me or like a non-mechanical problem yeah like you haven't broken a, your brakes or anything no something weird is yeah so happen. it was like it was like my foot brake wasn't working but so i had to use my handbrake to stop yeah, yeah. which was which was weird mm. um so anyway yeah i like test a few things and i'm like shit shit so i call my boss and be like i'm not making this meeting sorry my you'll car, have to continue with the like, international business by yourself. Yep, yep. You're going to have to manage your business by yourself. Yeah, then you slam um, the phone down. I slam the, the phone the down. The landline in yep, your car. Yeah, the landline in my car <laughs> um, because I'm an international businessman, Sam. And that was all fine. And I was like, my car's all broken and stuff. So I was, and that, that was all fine. <laughs> that was all fine, thankfully. My car's all broken and, and so <laughs> ring slams down the landline. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was much like the Donald Trump and Malcolm Turnbull conversation. Oh, we've just made it political. <laughs> we have. Anyway, anyway, I might edit that shit out. Probably not. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, call my boss and like, shit, shit, fuck shit. Um, yeah. And then I call RACQ and they're like, where are you, where are you trapped? Or like, where, what's, your, what's your problem? Is it an emergency? Well, no, I'm not like in the way of traffic I'm kind of off to the side so I'm probably fine not a terrible terrible thing to say then they're just like well we can leave him there for (laughs) two or three days yeah and and like then they asked me where I actually was and there was no fucking street signs yeah like on the street that I pulled off because it was sort of like a overpassy bridgey bit almost yeah and and so I had to like I got out like the app on my phone and I was like looking for buildings and stuff and I told them the wrong street um which the bloke when he finally turned up was not too impressed about <laughs> yeah so like I, I do that I like open my like crack my windows a little bit turn everything off and sort of just wait by the side of the road for a guy to come and save me yeah because I figure rather than just getting this towed straight away I'll get someone to come out and look at it I pay for RSEQ every year and I have since I have for like six years so I may as well this is the first time I've ever really needed to it. use it I may as well yeah. use it um, send someone out to come and come and have a look, see if they can just get it going again, and then I can drive it and go yell at my mechanic who is who I will get to but why, momentarily. Why are mechanics always 
Why do they always rip you well, off? Well, Why Sam, Sam like, we can we can unpack that. We'll talk that about. We about can that unpack second. that particular just cosmic conundrum. Yeah. Momentarily, yeah. So the, the guy comes out and he looks at it and he's like, "Oh no, this is kind of fucked." You're not getting fuel injection into your motor, which. How does that happen? I don't know. Probably an electrical type fault. So then he's like, oh yeah, your car's going to be towed. Like he took about half an hour to get to me. He was actually a lot quicker than I thought because the woman on the, um, landline, on the phone line. Yeah. On the landline, um, of my business phone. (laughs) Um, uh, she, she was like, oh yeah, they'll be out within the hour. So then he's like, oh yeah, no, it's it's all fucked. Whatever. Took about half an hour to try and do a bunch of stuff and try and get it going again. Didn't work. Yeah. He determined it had to be towed. So then he's like, oh yeah, there'll be a, first of all, to even call a thing because they were having some other, there was some other disaster, like a, like a silly child that locked himself in a car or something, which, <laughs> silly which, children. yeah, which, um, which is fair enough. They, they had to like, it was an emergency thing. So they like send out all their resources or, or yeah. something. That's crazy almost like the that. only emergency yeah. car breakdown thing I could think of. Yeah. It was like a, like a baby trapped inside the car. Yeah, so that, like it, it sort of had to wait like forty minutes for for him to even call someone. He's like, "Oh yeah, someone will be out here within the hour." Um, yeah. It took them exactly an hour to get to me. By the time I got to the gap, like, so I had to like call up the garage I have been going to and be like, "Okay, my car's fucking broken down. Can I come to you guys?" Yep, cool. Hopefully, they'll be able to fix it. Is what I thought. Yeah. Um, little little. Uh, I don't know, whatever, precursor for... That's not the word. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway. International businessmen don't have to... Don't have to use words. English. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking tow truck gets here eventually. They get my car on there, which they almost weren't able to because I like... there was It was this sort of side street that had a bunch of like hedges along the street. And you and dramatically because, pulled up on the curve. And I dramatically right? pulled up on the curve. And, and because my like... Because my main foot brake wasn't working properly, I kind yeah. of panicked a bit before I like pulled the. And because I've been clutch coasting, I couldn't slow down with um, with motor deceleration either. Yeah. So I just kind of like I kind of just kept going. <laughs> so I like almost I was maybe like half a meter or a meter further closer to the tr- like I almost ran into a tree. And if I'd been half a meter or a meter closer, they wouldn't have been able to get me out yeah. as easily as they were, and they would have had to shut down that entire street. And they would have had to bring out another tow truck, which would have been abject chaos. But had you been anyway. someone who wasn't a ninja, that you probably would have yeah. been on the story yeah. bridge. Yeah, um, because of my uh, years spent in the dojo. Himalayas, in the dojo, um, perfecting clutch coasting. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, eventually, 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 I broke down at three o'clock. It was fucking five o'clock by the time I got to the to the garage. Yeah. I thought... I've when I've called the bloke saying if I can bring my car in, they said make sure you get here before five because we all leave at five. And I thought oh, these guys fucking suck. <laughs> these guys, it's a shit mechanic. Yeah. Um, they're all going to be gone before five for sure. So I'm going to get there and I'm not going to be able to talk to someone and be like my car's broken. I'm going to have to just leave it there in its sorry state and leave my keys in the in the mailbox. But luckily, someone was actually there. Um, yeah. and they were like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we'll get someone to look at it in the next two days. That's exactly what he sounded like. It's exactly what he sounded like. Yeah. Um, so then, so then it's now like 
probably by the time I leave the garage, it's maybe about quarter past five. I've been standing out in the sun for two hours. And then I make the incredibly great decision to walk home, which is about three Ks up and down hills in my work gear. So like <laughs> long, long sleeve shirt, long sleeve pants. Well, at least the place is close to your house. Yeah. yeah. Let's just yeah. try, I'm trying to find the little... Uh, I was able to walk home so I didn't have to get an Uber or something, but I probably should have because by the time we got home, I definitely had heat stroke and I like had a big glass of water and just had a massive nap Yeah, because I was just absolutely wrecked and it was the one of the worst afternoons of my fucking life because I was just so good and I'm sure it's coming across (laughs) in the way that I'm speaking. I was just so goddamn angry by the time I got home because I knew I hadn't got any bills yet, and I knew it was going to be just so much goddamn money. Yeah. Um, and so then I get a call the next morning, like, I'm at work. I get a call from the garage being like, oh, yeah, we've got our auto electrician who charges $99 an hour, and he's going to need minimum two hours to scan your, to do, like, an electronics computer scan thing Whatever, because all modern cars these days, they're not like, they're they're not mechanically fixed. It's all they've got, like everything is all internally computer controlled. Which is really unfortunate, really. Yeah. Everybody who actually uses a car for anything life or death always asks for a mechanical car. It's for that reason. You can just fix it yourself if you know anything about cars, or at the very least, you know what's wrong with it. Yeah. And it's just a part. Yeah. The worst thing you could do is order the part. Yeah. But if your software's all fucked, then then you're fucked, basically. I think it just provides another way for the... You know, it's just like a a new way for mechanics to overcharge you. <laughs> overcharge you because like you don't know what's going on. Mm. Like now, it's not just limited to mechanics. People who have no idea about cars, right? It's like, like people who, who are practically clueless, and then go in there and they they have no idea what you're talking about, and so the mechanic can charge whatever he wants, right? Now it's everyone, yeah, who doesn't have an intimate knowledge of car computers, yeah. Um, so, so, so you can not only overcharge the mechanical yeah. stuff, it's the software as well. Right. So now you can just overcharge everyone because no one understands what the hell you're talking about. Anyway, mechanics. Yeah. Mechanics. Yeah. Fuck. So if you're, get, if you're get, a mechanic and a listener, I'm min, sure you're just one of those two, ones. Minimum two hours. And it was, and it wasn't, it wasn't ready the next day, which is Thursday. Hmm. So then I get a call on my way to work at 7.30, um, from the from the mechanic place saying, "Oh yeah, your car's ready. Come and pick it up." Yeah. As I was on my way to work, and then I looked by the t- when I got there this afternoon because I had to go after work because I was already on my way. You to had work. international business to. I, I had transact. Yeah, I had I had transactions to make. I had I had deals to plan. I I had yeah just strategy to execute. I had synergy to <laughs> to implement. Um. On many landlines. On many, on many landlines. <laughs> We've got quite the business plan, I could tell you. God, but Peter, anyway. Peter, Peter yeah, the business the, ninja. <laughs> um, by the, yeah, so I was like on my way. When I got there this afternoon to, and I looked at the like report and stuff, the guy had fucking finished at 4.30 yesterday afternoon. They just never fucking called me. Yeah. So I could have gone and got it yesterday afternoon, but they just didn't call me. So I'm first of all pissed off about that. Then I look at my bill and they did give me a bit of a discount, but my initial bill was going to be 400. Oh, first of all, before, <laughs> oh, I, before I tell you what my bill was, there's some more, there's some more. Um, they didn't even fucking fix the problem. Yes, that's they the spent, They spent like 
four hours scanning the car or whatever, mm-hmm. and and they they cleaned up the contacts, which is as far as like electronics is concerned, is like the easiest fucking shit to do. Yeah, they cleaned the contacts. And um, they spent four hours working on it, and they couldn't fix what the actual problem was. But they did get it starting again, allegedly because they cleaned the contacts. Do they know? I cleaned the contacts. Do you, Do you know? Like, did they know what it was from the scan? They just didn't no. fix it, or they have no idea what's wrong. with They've it? They've got no idea what's wrong with it. Just that there's something wrong with the instrument cluster. So what's going on now? Have they handed the car back over to you now? Yeah. So what do you mean? Like you can't just give the get the guy the car back when it's gonna probably fail again for the, yeah, for the they, same reason they said oh it'll just be a bit annoying because it won't start sometimes what what they charged you that money they were going to charge me nothing. $475 and they, and they cleaned the electrical fucking contacts well now I'm mad I ended up only having to pay $220 but that's ugh. for nothing and you didn't get any help, and they've just given it to you back. They, I asked, I like, they gave me like my my itemized bill, basically, mm. which was fucking too much for what it should have been. Yeah, like way way more than it should have been, because these guys, I'm, I'm I am convinced, love to overcharge people who have no idea what they're doing, which I don't really. And now, I, now, I'm well, probably yeah. more informed than the lay person, but I've really got not not much of an idea. Already massively overcharging, and then I like, oh yeah, I should actually. Because I'm probably going to have to take this to Mitsubishi, yeah. um, I should go back in and ask for a proper report of what they actually did to it and what they found. And it's just this like shitty one sentence like <laughs> printout, which basically says, oh yeah, we, we scanned it and, and we couldn't work it out. <laughs> so not even their, their report's not even any good. So I'm going to probably have to go to Mitsubishi. Tell them what's happened. And they're going to charge me an arm and a leg. I reckon I'm going to have to get Mitsubishi to call up the garage and try and speak to their auto electrician because he's not giving me a detailed enough report. So the long and short of it is my car broke down. They got it running again, but they didn't actually fix the main problem. And it cost me lots of money and lots of grief and anguish. And my blood is boiling and I'm... And I'm not a happy camper, Sam. I'm going to buy I'm not something. happy, Sam. I know, I know. We were, all, we were all aware of that over the past 21 minutes that we've heard about the story. It is a bad story, though. Like, that is that is a hideous... Even even on mechanic standards, that's pretty bad. You know, like, sometimes they, they'll, they'll just not do anything um, and then overcharge you for that and then finally fix the problem or 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 a big one is they fix the problem immediately and then overcharge you for a bunch of other shit, other shit. Yeah. but the just 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 to, just to charge you and just to let you go into the wild just release you be free with your faulty car you drive it wherever you want i i'm so nervous about it breaking down again but well, the worst bloody part is i got it serviced like end of december i told them i was having a similar problem and they were like, oh, yeah, nah, well, just your, your spark plugs are worn. That's the problem. And they charged me, like, 40 bucks a spark they plug. They clean them then? They clean the, clean the contacts then? I don't know. For, as far as I'm concerned, they should have picked up this problem when they serviced it. And they didn't. Well, and my clear, car broke well, down. I don't know how to tell you this, better, but they, they don't seem like the most scrupulous group of individuals. Oh, I'm so mad. I just, oh. 
we're here to come for you. We're here to have yeah. a drink. Anyway. And to talk about, to talk about <laughs> some, some shenanigans. And some talk about a very, like... Serious movie. Yeah. We'll work our way into that. What 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 I've almost finished drinking at this point yeah. uh, is... And uh, I've barely started because I've been talking for 20 yeah. minutes flat out. Uh, which is fine. Our beer uh, for this week is Rogers, which is an amber ale. It's an offshoot of... It's from like, Little Creatures. Yeah. I think it's pretty much available anywhere. It's kind of like a six-pack you can pick up in most places. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good too. Like We had a friend... Rogers beer. It's only one standard drink, which I was a bit surprised about. Yeah, we had a friend at Dungeons & Dragons... Uh, last night, so you should all play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Don't knock it till you try it. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, but and I think he said it was he, he had like a particular hatred for it. I really like it. Mm. Yeah, it's good. I it's like the it. first beer where I've read the back of the label and it's whacked off about caramel undertones with the citrus hit at the end or something. Did it really? I pulled the label off yeah, in my, in my fury. <laughs> it's just a, in my anger. I'm surprised he didn't just toss it on the ground like Thor. Um, no, and I can You know what I actually think I can taste caramel? I think I can genuinely no, taste caramel. No, actually, Sam, you're full of shit because you can. It just tastes like beer. I really There's no, like, undertones. I think, I think something's happened here. Like, being on this on this show for 30 episodes has changed us I think I can taste the caramel in this beer I'm convinced of it you're never taking it away from me you conniving international business ninja I'm going to keep this to myself I will have you know that I am an international businessman (laughs) um, and I don't really have much of a follow up to that I just want to Make a general exclamation. So, but anyway, we're, after we're our general Rogers beer, yeah, we're drinking Rogers beer. Just, after our general sort of car rant, which is just here, I am sure there's people with stories like that everywhere. I mean, that's sort of my point. How is it that all mechanics seem to be shitty? What don't you have a like unfortunate car crash story? We could get into car crash stories. I've uh, got a car crash story. We should at some point talk about the Homer movie, probably. I know we'll get to that, but. On it, on it, <laughs> I, I don't really have any uh, bad car crash stories. You do. I, I, yeah, I do, which I will get into momentarily. There was one time where you got rear-ended. That's the only then, accident I've and been And then, in, yeah. in classic Sam fashion, proceeded to duct tape up your rear bonnet. Oh, yeah. And drive around like that with your car probably written off for like a good few weeks. <laughs> it was... Superficial. It was straight. You up came over to my place for for dinner one time because we were going to play Magic the Gathering together. Because <laughs> I remember that. Lo and behold, we are incredible nerds. Yeah. Um, Don't knock it till you try. <laughs> also a great thing. Everybody should play Magic the Gathering. Well, any. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone. I play, suppose. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you just rocked up with your like car that was hold, held together by a sheer force of will, <laughs> a tiny little bit of love, and just. Just rolls and rolls and rolls of duct tape. It, it was, was more duct tape than car at that point. Well, look. And I, you just rocked up. You know the and maths I, that I, I was made. like, Sam, you need to get this checked. And my mom was like, Sam, you're not driving home because your car's going to explode. I feel like I drove home, though. You I, did drive home. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, in my defense, uh, the maths that I, I did uh, initially was my car silver. Duct tape is silver. <laughs> You see where I'm going with this? I do see where you're going with it. Um, But walkers all the way to the end. (laughs) Maybe they're comparable. 
Um, no, on a, seri- on a serious me. note, it was honestly, it was superficial. I wasn't driving around with anything permanently damaged. The cars are, are designed to crumple like that, so that internally nothing's wrong. But they're only designed to do it once. And it did only happen once. Yeah, but they're not. If I get rear yeah, well, if I had got, if you got rear again, again, yes, yes, you probably would have died. Yeah, the car was... would have just fallen. <laughs> like the wheels would have exploded, just, like, fallen off the axles. Yeah, just. It would have been like in 21 Jump Street where they're like driving past all the exploding like oh, yeah. um, propane tanks and stuff. And then it's actually like the, the truck full of chickens that explodes. It would have been like that except it was your car. This is true. Um, no, I thought it was fine. I got That's the only accident I've ever been in. I got rear-ended on a, like a, one of those like weird uh, light mergers where one lane ends just before the lights happen and everybody's trying to scramble to get over and places and people people I don't like people have I said that Peter on the podcast before? many times many times I don't like you may have even said it this episode people are pretty horrible we'll um, have to consult the tape yeah as I say all the time a person is fine people are terrible uh, <laughs> especially if they're driving um, yeah no I just got rear-ended I got rear-ended and like I got hit from the back because uh, I slowed down and the, the woman behind me with her child wasn't paying attention. And so she went into me and then it pushed me in, you know forward and I hit the back of this this other guy. Did you get yelled at? Uh, no, I, I seem to be in charge. I sort of... All the... Uh, <laughs> it was like, you know, police training. All the training I'd gotten from my mum about, uh, you know, car crashes and getting even. And like getting the money that you'd yeah, get and stuff. Yeah. Like, all kicked in. I was taking photos of everything, asserting what actually happened. Like I came, I walked around to the the woman. I'm like, I actually walked around to the back, and I saw if the kid was okay. She's like, "Oh, what happened? Did 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 you hit the guy in front of me? In front of you?" And I was like, "No, you hit me. Uh, that's what happened." And she said, oh, "Okay." <laughs> so, and then the guy in front of me uh, worked for. He was an interesting guy. He worked for an indigenous center, and the car was given to him by the center. So it was a company car. He wanted to forget about it. Uh, oh, really? He wanted no details to be taken down and and for everyone to sort of forget about Go it. about so their I, merry way. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. Um, but, yeah, we got the details out of everyone eventually. I don't know. That, that's the only story I've had. And, yes, I duct taped the back of my car up. It's true. It was pretty cute. But uh, I thought it was fine. It uh, was, when it I took was it, fine. When, when I took it into the guy, the guy said, you're not getting this back. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but it seemed, it seemed to be okay. <laughs> it was hanging. It was hanging quite low. Uh, I thought I detected a slight note of just Im- impressed on his face, <laughs> as well as the <laughs> as well as the accusation. Just, just the like. Yeah, you do. You really shouldn't be doing this, but I, I respect you for trying. Duct tape and cheer force of will. Um, yeah, that's my only accident story, really. I don't, I don't my my only, like, accident story... I know breaking down, I don't feel like counts as an accident because I didn't actually cause any damage apart from my car just kind of mm. dying on well, me. Some serious emotional damage to you is what it sounds like. Just angst and anger yep. is what it is. What it has... Like puberty all over again. Yeah, like puberty all over again, um, except far more angry. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a pretty mellow <laughs> teenager. <laughs> Any, anyway, anyway... Um, my worst car, my like one car crash story is, um, we were driving out in the country. Um, me and my brother, and my sister, and my dad were going out to this um this property yeah. that a friend of ours owned, 
Um, and my dad, who's a carpenter, he was going to do some work out there for them. So we were just kind of going out to, to check it out and he was going to do the work and we were going to have fun on the farm for the weekend. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were sort of like on this dirt track, driving up to the farmhouse sort of thing. And my dad was going just a little bit too fast, coming over a hill. And it was all gravel road and dirt and crap. Mm. And we lost traction, uh, came off the road. Flipped over three times, very, very, very narrowly avoided hitting a power pole and a massive tree. Like, we sort of thread the needle right between them. Yeah. And completely totaled the car. It was not to... Serious crash. Not to bring everybody down, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) Because... Not that there's much further to go, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was... It was... No fun whatsoever. Destroyed yeah. my phone, my Nokia twenty one ten or forty one ten or whatever that one was. The the slidey one. Oh I yeah, I remember the slidey one. I had a slidey one. Yeah, good phone. Anyway, yeah. like cracked the screen of that, and then we had to walk ten k's to get to the farmhouse so we could oh, call shit. emergency services. Mm. So like my brother and I were like, we were probably in shock. And just like adrenaline pumping and sort of like ran to the farmhouse kind of thing. Made the big mistake of calling my mum first rather than <laughs> triple zero. Um, and be like, oh, we've had a car crash. Who does that help? Who does that help? Who's going to help us, mum? We've had a car crash. Oh, God. And that that was not a good decision yeah. to tell her about that first because she got a bit hysterical. Understandably and not blaming her or anything, but... <laughs> Because we were all fine and stuff, but definitely totaled the car. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was my that was my car. I understand story. that. I used and, to, and I then and then I did a complete showstopper because this was like during the school holidays, and then like the next term when we were back in class, oh, yeah. um, and it was in like PD class, personal development class, like everybody sort of got to put up their hand and talk about what they did on the school holidays, yeah. and I went first, and I was like, oh yeah, we went out to this property and and uh, like flipped the car three times. <laughs> Silence. Dead silence. Complete showstopper. Nobody wanted to say anything else. Now the guy who's holding us like pet lizards is going to show the class. Put it away. Just everybody mouths agape. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, Good times. Anyway. Anyway. I really think at this point we should probably talk about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Our homework movie for this episode. Yes. Um, We had other things to talk about. We sort of just had a bit of a conversation, which I think is fine. Yeah. uh, We're trying something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, Kind of of where we're looking to move the podcast this year is is sort of less sort of rigid structure, just talk about movies and games and whatever, and just kind of talk about... We might talk about movies and games and stuff, but... We might have a section of time where we we don't... We're not going to have it, like, segmented. We're yeah. definitely going to do the homework movie every week, but we're not going to always just spend the whole episode talking about yeah. And um, I'm, I'm always media, watching, watching new shows and, and playing games and stuff. So we'll still talk about that that yeah. stuff. I'm sure, yeah, because that's what we like talking about. But we kind of want to mix it up a bit, try and yeah. change up the whole format and have it have a bit of fun with it. Anyway, but, homework yeah. movie for this week, which <laughs> we're finally getting to after 40 minutes. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, um, a movie that I think one of the one of my least favorite things, if not the, my least favorite thing about this movie, is the title. Um, that's meant to be a good thing. Oh, like really? that's the only real thing I have. Like, oh, it's just this is just a little bit too art house wanky, but for me, but it, oh, I think it's a great title. I really like it's this. A movie. line from a poem. Yeah. Um, if you I don't, suppose that is pretty wanky. If you don't know this this movie, it's uh, it's a pretty Stuff. big film. It was, it's, it was in two thousand four. Yeah. So so it was written by Charlie Kaufman, who's written a bunch of. He's like. 
considered one of the best screenwriters of all time. Yeah. He's written it, a bunch of like high concept movies. And it definitely <laughs> is. It is one of those high concept movies. Like yeah. it's, it's a romantic psychological drama. It's like a sci- and it's sci-fi as well. And, yeah. And it's completely not what I thought it would be. Like yeah. I, I didn't really know anything about this movie. I just kind of seen pictures of it at like the movie at being advertised on Netflix. And I thought it was kind of about like depression and stuff. <laughs> Which it sort no, of start almost started out that way, well, yeah. It's, but it's, it, it completely wasn't at all. It's on its on its bare bones for people who haven't have had no contact with it. It's a movie. It's, it's a movie where Jim Carrey is seemingly has been in a relationship for two years, I think, with uh, this woman who one day has a treatment. He gets bored of him and has a treatment to remove all memories of him from her brain. Yeah, and then he. Well, that, that's not how the movie starts. No, right? but that's the that's that the basically, kind of the, basically the, the movie. And then he attempts to do the same. Yeah. So um, it's like two people that have been a, been in a relationship, and there's this scientific technology, almost like something out of um, Total Recall. Black Mirror or Black or Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah very it, much. It so. seemed very very sort of Black Mirror e concept. Yeah, type people thing, want to forget where about people want to forget about about people they were in relationships with. So they there's this technology to just completely remove all memory from them. Yeah. From their brain. And I think the movie does a really good job of um, really well explaining how terribly wrong of a decision that is Hmm. for you to do that. Like, when he... Most of the movie takes place in uh, Jim Carrey's mind. Yeah. And I think, first, like, it's shot really well to demonstrate that. Like, it... The way the the way the scenes are shot and the way they're ordered, it is very discombobulating to watch. Yeah. So it's basically like as he's having this treatment done to him, he's like reliving a bunch of his memories with this person she's in, and in he, order for them to delete them. He is. He also attempts to. My favorite parts of the movie are where he attempts to take her. He figures he'll go. He'll to so try and he, try and escape like, them being he, deleted. He very. He like. He'll take one, one of the sort part, of big yeah. things about this is like, although he might be really hurting at the time, it sort of reminds like as these memories are being deleted, it reminds him of the good times that he had. And with, also how the whole the whole love is, that whole story is precious. Like no matter how it ended, and he just yeah. he realizes that he's made a horrible mistake as they're erasing it as he's asleep. Yeah, and so one of the things that they try is that he like uh, he tries to. Um, him and his subconsciously generated version of her uh, try and escape together to a memory that she's not associated with, something that he's repressed or forgotten about, or is just very old. And there is, those are some of the great scenes. Like there's, there's a they do some really interesting oh, stuff in the way they shoot it with like perspective and stuff. Yeah, there's a moment where, but there's there's, there's, there's a moment where he takes her to this very early memory where he's hiding underneath the table. He's like a. Four-year-old Yeah, kid. when his mum is about to leave the house for, I think, maybe one of the first times, and she's left him with a babysitter. Yeah. And uh, it's great. It, you know, it, it's sort of swapping between regular Jim Carrey under the table, baby Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, but he's really shrunk down to the size of a baby. It's Jim really Carrey, great. Jim Carrey, actually human size. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing like that. Um, there are a few things that really stood out. Like, this movie, first of all, you should watch this if you haven't seen it. It is a fantastic film. It is I, very well done. It was, for what I thought it was going to be, and then what the movie actually turned out to be, 
it was one of those movies that's kind of like Frank, where I finished watching it and I was like, you think about holy shit, I can't believe how good that was as a film. Yeah. How enjoyable that was to watch, how quickly it drew you in with the characters and the story and... Although it was is kind of on its face a completely absurd thing, just the yep. message that it tries to send is just so poignant and touching, and it's such a human film as well. Everything's done really well in terms of the writing, but I thought, uh, and I think that was kind of obvious. So I tried to work out something else that I really liked about the movie, mm-hmm. um, other than you know the high concept script or how it's shot. Um, and for me, it was the casting that stood out. Um, yeah, it's got a pretty good cast. It's got a, it's got a, it's got a pretty Pretty big cast. Whether Jim, they were bigger at the time, Jim I'm not Perry, sure. Kate Winslet, bloody Mark Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo, uh, uh, the girl that was the girlfriend in Kirsten, Spider-Man, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Um, the Doctor Dude is a fairly big actor. I can't. He's been I in can't remember his name. Yeah, but there's also Elijah Wood. Yep, Elijah Wood in a role that once again I want to kill him. Yeah, I hate he's, that guy in everything. every role except for Frodo. He's kind of played like yeah. just the creepy, weird, creepy, creepy weird. He's dude. great at it. I think that's that, that's kind of my point. Every one of these actors is cast in the in a role that best showcases them. Mm. It's really good casting. It's like for me, it it stood out. So like I was thinking about it, and maybe the, I understand that maybe this is somehow wrong that I thought about it this way. But the way that they're like the two characters, Kirsten Dunst and Kate Winslet, are even dressed mm. and presented, and the way their characters are written, I had a, I had a sort of stray thought that those characters were allowed to be like it sort of showcased how beautiful those two actresses were um i thought in the best way like just just the way that the the the, what kate winslet wore her hair the way she acted she's a very like i think i feel i thought the most genuine moments in movies like titanic and stuff where she's sort of fucking around a little bit i thought yeah she just fit somehow and same with kirsten dunce like right down to the clothing she's wearing I thought it really showcased them. I know it's maybe shitty for me to notice the looks of the two female characters and to say they're presented well, but I really think they are, you know? It's really important in this movie that they are both sort of attractive. One, like the secretary that Kirsten Dunst plays, yeah. has a real problem with <laughs> she's very the men that she, she, she's trusted to go for, but part of her character needs to like needs to be that like we would we accept that uh, she could really mess up people's marriages, like like... Or her her bosses and stuff would want to sleep with her and stuff. Yeah, I think they they do that really well. And Kate Winslet is this the you know the beautiful crazy uh, firecracker girl, kind of out there. Yeah, doesn't give a shit. And those were two perfect actresses for that. I thought yeah. Elijah Wood is amazing when he's playing a creepy weirdo, and he was a creepy weirdo in this. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo, I Whereas, love when he's a bit funny and a bit weird. And just, I love when he he's just, just a bit weird. I love when he's just. I love every scene where Mark Ruffalo is just like a little bit out of his depth and he's like trying to improvise and, and yeah. trying to keep everything together. I, I love just, that. He's just a little bit out of his depth. I, love I think that. he does that so well. And yeah. I think my favorite thing about the movie was Jim Carrey's character. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. For a guy that is usually so wacky and unrestrained, and there are a couple of occasions where he got to be a bit more like high energy Jim Carrey esque, but I just, I don't know, I just kind of, I, I really identified with his character and i yeah. really loved the way that his character evolved over the course of the movie um from when you sort of first see him he's like a very sort of quiet introverted dude which i kind of identify with a bit yeah he's, it's sort of like when when it's sort of all in his head he's a bit more bit more outgoing and 
and that sort of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I well, he's he, he's kind of an interesting dude. I think I think he's not that outgoing. No. As a person, I think he's sort of fit. But like, just oh, like just his like, the his like heroic evolution over the course of the movie. Yeah. Is um, really it. That's, I mean, it's a big thread of the film, and you do get to see it, but it's done in a, in a subtle enough way that, it, like, it really yeah. works. His change, yeah. he, doesn't, not, he doesn't change into this he, perfect, big, confident, heroic character. He just no, learns he, that he should not be maybe as afraid of doing things. Yeah, you know. And, yeah, and as someone who is a bit like socially anxious and just a lot of the time just a bit sort of afraid of doing things, I suppose. Like, I really kind of appreciated the way that he was able to portray that character on screen yeah. and his evolution across the course of the movie. It's funny you say that. I, I think one last thing on Jim Carrey for me, he was being a great actor there. Just yeah. throw away comedic stuff altogether. He was just being a great actor. Yeah. The dude is a really good actor. I think that was the problem. The first time I tried to watch this movie, well, I was a bit younger, not that much younger in high school. Um, and I think you you've you you said it like I the thing I the thing that I just really bugged me about this movie the first time I tried to watch it and I just sort of stopped is that there is no one in the film that I can identify with uh, which is rare in a movie hmm. um, I guess I'm not that much of an interesting like person <laughs> pretty like a standard movie person and I, I'm not I'm not in this movie. Um, and I, and I, I think I maybe struggled with that as a year 10 person <laughs> who needed to, you know, needed to cling on to something, had, you know, identify with someone. I couldn't just, couldn't just watch different people to me. Mm. Um, it's something that still gets me now, uh, not for the same reasons, but I think one of the only problems that I had with the movie other than the title was that everybody in the movie is, you know, is kind of, uh, has kind of screwed up or is a bit of a fringe like person, you know, like there's, there's not a lot of like cohesion in anyone's lives. There's not a lot of good going in anyone's lives. Jim Carrey is probably the most stable person, but he's very introverted and, and more, you know, more of a writing in a journal mm. type of Yeah, I, I, I did, hadn't actually really thought about that, but yeah. now that you pointed out, that's very much true, but I feel like it's that- It's a bit bleak to me because- I know, that, but I feel know? like that makes it a bit more of a real movie. Yeah, I know, like, but for me that it's not real, I guess, if that makes sense. I think it's probably real for a lot of people. But I think, but not I, think the, I think the difference is, though, that this movie, all the characters were flawed, but it wasn't like they were flawed in massive, like, oh, I'm an evil no, witch or wizard or whatever. Or, like, they were it was, in- wasn't some massive flaw. It was a flaw in, like, the way that every human is flawed in that, like, his two, like, good friends, they, oh, they yeah. like, argue in their marriage. Or um, Mark Ruffalo's character, who's just, a, like, a little bit of a doormat I suppose but he's also just like the not or, the person also not just, the, he's not the person you want to invite over to erase your memories no because <laughs> he'll invite no. his girlfriend over get naked drink all your drink all your beer smoke a bunch of weed and, and I think have sex on you <laughs> <laughs> while you're unconscious yeah but um yeah I don't know I I, there I was thought, just I just thought it was more, the characters were all more interesting and me- like yeah. much more memorable than characters that sort of your typical characters in movies whose problems are so much more consequential. Yeah. I just I just thought it was just you could just identify with, with the writing and the characters. I, I understand that. Um it just sort or of even if I guess can... I, I don't really know how to explain it. It's not really a big uh 
I suppose it maybe comes objective down to... thing. It's just it kind of bugged me. Yeah, okay. I suppose it maybe comes down to the difference in our two outlooks on life. I'm <laughs> yeah. a bit more of a pessimist. You're probably a little bit more of an optimist. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. either way, this is a movie that's this really brilliantly made, and it's mm. it's. Um, I'm astounded. I never saw it sooner. Yeah, I think it's it's there's something about it, the cover or the name or some combination of those things where it looks it either looks too depressing to watch to some people it does or it sound just, like a movie that's pretty it depressing sound, yeah it's not really that depressing no it's pretty uplifting at the end yeah um and it i like that him going through this whole erasing period has not made him consider uh like reevaluate himself like no reevaluate their relationship and realizes that he's wrong or or anything like that it changes him into a different enough person so that it won't happen again. Mm. I think. That's how I come away with the I think, I don't, I don't it's think a pretty, I think it's a very hopeful, yeah. hopeful ending. Yeah. Um, you could... One could come away from this movie thinking that it's not that hopeful, thinking that they, they are going to repeat the whole thing. Like, one of the last lines in the movie is all like, oh, we're going to screw it up, or we'll do it anyway. But I don't think it is going to happen like that. I think that's no, the point of I, the movie. Yeah, like... But I kind of also love that it's like I love I love the, the message of it just being like yeah we're gonna screw it up but we're gonna do it anyway yeah like that kind of thing of would you leave your life the same way would you do some of the things that you you did yeah even though you know it like would you redo something knowing it's gonna end in tragedy mm. um just for the possibility of of some gleam of happiness and I think that is kind of the the message of the movie is yeah. is that like although although something might end in tragedy it, and it doesn't even only apply to apply to like relationships it's like someone in your family who you were close with might die and you might feel incredible pain at that and sort of anger at the world and that sort of thing but the more important thing is to remember that memory and to sort of celebrate the the joy that that person brought into your life and yeah, you i think there's a lot of parallels with heaps of different situations in life and i think it is a pretty hopeful ending and it i don't know yeah but it, I, I really enjoyed the ending of the that's movie. a beautiful way to end the segment on the movie i'm really sorry that i can't let it end this way because i've just remembered something <sighs> that i want to say about the movie i'm cutting this out totally no you can't cut it out it's really there are a few scenes in this movie that have clearly, I think, have to have been drawn from the writer's like actual life, yeah, or real world experiences. Yeah, for sure. There's a few. There's a few moments, and they're they're pretty bad most of them, but they they are so real. And 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 there's 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 making a movie realistic, and then there's making it feel real. And I think a lot of the time when I go to a movie, I don't want to feel it. These scenes, like where it, where it was really real, real life, hit me like a hammer. It was uncomfortable. Um, which was the point, but which scenes are you referring to? Uh, so the, there, there are a few, um, there, there's, there's when, when you go into erasing memories, um, you have supposed to, you know, talk about the person you're erasing on and you put on this re- tape recorder, um, to give the people an idea of where to look. I don't really know how the weird pseudoscience works, but it's played at the background near the end of the movie. And there are some lines from that. And it's just Jim Carrey talking about like complaining about their relationship but there are just some really real things. It's not like they're crazy outlandish because that wouldn't be happen. But they're just they're just painful. Like, like they really hurt mm. 
in a very clear way, like this, this had to have drawn from something, you know, like mm. talking about how like Kate Winslet's character, like, oh, I think she just has this, I can't even remember She's- them. But it, it was just stuff that yeah. was so real. The, the, the one that I do remember really well is um, Jim Carrey. And I think it made me think of my memory, my memory equivalent. I'm sure we all have one. But Jim Carrey tries the whole, like, hiding under the table memory with his mum, but it's not deep enough. And so the woman suggests, the Kate Winslet suggests a repressed memory. Like, think about a repressed memory somewhere where you wouldn't go. And so he think, thinks shame and then there's a masturbation thing and they're joking there somewhere. And then he thinks real shame. Um, and he goes, and there's this scene where he, it's just there for a minute. There's not, there's not really any lines in it, but like he's, he's there as a kid. He's kneeling there in the snow and there are a group of school friends or something around him being shitty kids. He's got a hammer and this live bird that's hurt itself Yeah, in the cart. And the kids are all like egging him on to smash it. And so he really doesn't want to. And then he like smashes Hits the, ha- hits the bird with a hammer like six or seven times and you, know, you see all the kids' faces change. I don't know. There was something about it. Like, when, when, when it's actually drawn from a real thing, I think you can tell. And I felt like that was a scene where it was clearly from something. Mm. Maybe even exactly from a writer's life. Yeah. Um, I think we can all think back and like there's one scene where there's, there's one moment from your life, one memory where you, where you just, like that's a real shameful memory. You, they're usually young and just like that one where he's, just doing such a horrible thing like that. Mm. Yeah, they were great. They stood out for me, those things. And that kind of thing, I think, is is good writing. Oh, yeah. Great writing. Yeah. Great writing. Made all the difference. Yeah. But that... You know, yeah, anyway. Eternal that, Sunshine that's, and Spotless that's the Mind. So, the homework movie we're well, going to watch... Yeah, so following in the same veins, in the same vein as Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, you know, real complex like plot. heart-wrenching, human stories. The kind of thing that we can really sink our creative teeth into. Our, our critical minds. Feed we can really soul. put them to the test. Finish the movie and think about how you could be living your life differently. Yep. Say, with a bigger mullet. Yes. For instance. We're going to be watching Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah no, Lethal Weapon. As our Lethal Weapon, weapon number one. We're definitely too old for this shit. <laughs> um, which I assume is, is what that... <laughs> line is from Lethal Weapon. Well, we'll find out. Next we will week. sure find out and report back for you, dear listener. <laughs> Our loyal listener. Yep. Like us on Facebook. Oh and yeah, find us on all the all the regular places. Yeah. If you didn't like what happened here today, you probably shouldn't come back. If you did, I know I definitely would. I mean, actually, you know, I enjoyed what happened here. Have today. you have you considered if you really don't like us, have you considered still sharing us on Facebook to just to all your enemies? <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's a great plan. If you like us, share it with all your friends. Yeah, you don't give us one star on, fa- on iTunes. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'll show us. Yeah, that'll show us. Yeah. We'll be quaking in our boots. Anyway, goodbye. <laughs>